Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. NBC and Paper Make Pens present Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. Christmas is a matter of dollars and cents as well as of good cheer and goodwill. It's a time when every dollar has to count. Increased parcel post rates make the sending of packages overseas almost prohibitive this year. But the cost of sending CARE special gift food parcels has not increased. In fact, this Christmas, CARE offers you the best buy ever. For $6.95, you may send a fine budget food package, or for $12, you may send a big turkey, and for $18.75, a turkey and trimmings. These prices include all shipping charges and guaranteed delivery. If you assembled these food items yourself and sent them, you'd have to pay at least half the care price in parcel post charges. And care is so easy. All you need is an order and a check. Care has made these special holiday gift parcels available to you for those with whom you have personal ties abroad or for some cheerless home you may brighten with your Christmas charity. The low prices are possible because of care's nonprofit operation. Send yours now to Care New York. <laughs> Has Mr. Winkle come down yet? No, he's still upstairs. What's he doing? He insisted on making his own bed. Doesn't want to be a bother, he says. <laughs> he's such a considerate guest, isn't he? And a good bed maker, too. Really? He made mine in about 30 seconds. Needs a pin. You didn't let him make your bed, too, did you? Well, I couldn't help it, kiddo. He insisted. After all, he's a guest, you know. Whatever a guest wants to do in my house, as long as it's okay with me, he can do it. <laughs> oh, you are the perfect host, aren't you? Mitchell. Here, put the salt and pepper on, will you? Sure. It was funny when he washed up this morning. You know, you got them towels in there marked his and hers? Yes, I put out the good ones. Well, he couldn't find one marked yours, so he just wiped his hands on his shirt tail. Oh, dear. What about his face? He couldn't reach his face with his shirt. I think he must have shook his face dry. <laughs> I says to him, I says, you looking for a towel, Wimp? We got plenty, I says. And he says, oh, I wouldn't want to use your nice towels. I always get them wet, he says. Well, I'll put some towels in his room so he knows they're for him to use. Mm-hmm. The poor lad. He's so timid, we'll have to be careful that he has everything he needs while he's with us. You said it. With a guy like that around, we might forget he's up there and he'd starve to death. Oh, my goodness. I forgot to set an extra place for breakfast. Oh, well, hurry before he comes down. Oh, that's him now. I'll get the napkin and the egg cup and his silver. I'll get his egg. Where's his egg? It's in the saucepan on the stove. I drain the water off. Oh, I see it. I'll get it. Watch it. Not with your hands. Oh, whoops, it's hot. What do I do with it? Morning. Wow! My goodness. Who threw the egg? Missed me. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Wimple. Himself here. It was hot. Ah, it seems just like home. Except that Sweetie Face's aim is better than that, Mr. McGee. <laughs> <laughs> well, McGee wasn't throwing at you, Mr. Wimple. He just dropped his egg. It was hot. My know. egg? That was Wimp's egg I dropped. Gee, what's sit right doing? here. Sit right here, Mr. Wimple. This is your egg here. His egg? The egg I dropped. And you sit there, McGee. That's your egg there. It was my egg you dropped. What the... Oh, I hope I'm not being trouble to you, Mrs. McGee. I wouldn't want... You're not a bit of trouble, Mr. Wimple. You boys go on now. Start eating while things are hot. I'll put on another egg and get the coffee for you. I'm glad to have you with us while your wife's gone, Nick. Oh, thank you. Uh, You forgot to put your napkin in your lap, Mr. McGee. Huh? 
Oh, oh, it slipped my mind. Like I said, it's good to have you aboard. Stay as long as you like, boy. Thank you. You don't have to reach way over here for the toast, Mr. McGee. I'll pass it to you. Here. Oh, thanks. You almost got your elbow in my egg. <laughs> yep, kind of breaks the monotony, haven't you, with a swim? Just consider that your room up there and stay... Oh, still. goodness, you don't need to reach into the marmalade with your knife like that, Mr. McGee. Here, let me put some on your plate. You'll get it all over your knuckles that way. Uh, when's your wife come back, Wimp? Not that you're not welcome to stay as long as you like, but if you want to get home a day or two before she does... Oh, now I'll sit down and join you, boys. <laughs> How'd you sleep last night, Mr. Wimple, all right? Oh, just dandy, thank you. Uh, pass the jelly, please. Here you are. That's my Uncle Dennis's room you have, you know. Uncle Dennis? Oh, yes. Isn't he the one who always comes home sort of, uh... Now, that's him. Uh, that's Uncle Dennis. That trunk up there under the bed up there, that's his trunk under the bed up there. Uh, pass the honey, please. Thank you. Uh, that's the trunk that sort of clinks when you move it? He calls that his memory trunk. It's full of old souvenirs. Uncle Dennis just hates to throw anything away. Yeah, even when they're empty. <laughs> Boy, if they ever start giving him a nickel back on the bottle, he'll be a rich man on the Say, I didn't tell you about tomorrow, Mr. Wimple. Thanksgiving. Herb and Ruth Travis are coming for dinner, and Dr. Gamble is bringing a friend. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I love Thanksgiving. The fall is such a pretty time of year, isn't it? Yes. Must be beautiful out in the country today with the trees all turning red and gold. No, the little birds flying south for the winter. Yeah, I was out at the edge of town yesterday, Wimp, and I saw one flock of over a thousand birds in one bunch. Oh, my. Flying south, were they? No, these were walking north. They were turkeys. Say, you too. It's a beautiful day outside. Why don't we just take a drive out in the country? Great. We can gather a lot of pretty colored leaves to decorate my table with tomorrow. Oh, goody. I'll bring my bird book and binoculars. I'll bring a lunch. Well, while you're getting the lunch back, I'll go wipe off the car. Somebody soaked it all up Halloween and I've been Mr. McGee, do you have a good pen? A pen? Well, sure, Wimp. Here, use my new paper, mate, boy. Going to write a letter to Sweetie Face? No, I just... That's just a wonderful pen, Mr. Wimple. Paper mate is a pen that's approved by bankers and school principals all over the country, you know. Really? And it ought to be. Because why? Because paper mate pens don't leak, Wallace. You don't get ink all over your hands and clothes and stuff. Not only that, but paper mate ink dries like a flash, stays permanent, and don't smear or rub off. That's nice. The paper pen doesn't have a cap to get lost either, Mr. Wimple. You say, Wimp, you just push this little button, click, and the point pops out ready to write. Push it again, and zingo, it's back up the barrel out of the way. Oh, that is truly amazing, Mr. McGee. Actually, The paper made only costs $1.69. Ain't it a beauty? Go on, try it. Write your letter. Oh, I don't want to write a letter. Well, you asked if he had a pen. Well, I was just making out my Christmas list. I wanted to... Oh, why didn't you ask me, Wimp? That's easy. Give paper made. My, it certainly is beautiful out here in the country. Sure is. This drive was a good idea, kiddo. Hey, you got any ideas where we ought to go, Wimp? Find some pretty colored leaves? You get out this way, don't you? Yes, I do know this country extremely well, Mr. McGee. I was out this very road last week with my bird watchers club on a field trip. Did you have fun? Oh, much. There is a lovely grove of oaks and maple trees out this way, all red and gold. Let me see now. What's the name of the grove, Wimp? 
On account of because there used to be a grove out of Peoria that a guy named Groves owned, and they called that grove Groves' Grove. Old man Groves used to grow clothes, and they claimed the clothes from Groves' Grove was the best-grown clothes ever grown in a grove. <laughs> this is called Flagmire's Woods, Mr. McGee. Oh. It's owned by a gentleman named Mr. Jenkins. Jenkins? Mr. Flagmire sold out. Now, let's see. I believe we take the next turn to the right. Okay. Or is it to the left? You're asking me? Let me think a minute. I remember this field here because this is where I saw the golden pileated warbler. And Mr. McFeeders, he's from New York and he thinks he knows everything. <laughs> Mr. McFeeders claimed it was a northern pileated warbler. Oh, was he noisy. Yeah, yeah, sure, but which way? I think this was the field, all right, because... Yes, yes, there's the very fence where Mr. McFeeders set me up on the post to argue with me. And yes, that's right. We passed our turn. Huh? Oh, now listen. Maybe we ought to ask that man parked up ahead there, McGee. Maybe he'll know. Truck drivers are always very helpful. I'll go ask him. Well, I'll go with you. You stay where you are, Molly. I, I, I beg your pardon, sir. Yeah? I wonder if you could tell hey, us... Hey, that you, Wally? Why, it's Mr. Strunk. What are you doing way out here in the country? Oh, it's my day off, Wally. I drove my truck out here to look for some of our feathered friends. Yeah, this is the time of year. They're all migrating south, you know. Oh, this is a wonderful time of year for bird-watching, Mr. Strunk. Yeah, I've seen three cedar wax wings, a puce-breasted mudlock, and the prettiest little green-tailed toady. All in all, I've had me a very thrilling morning, Wally. Hey, uh, who's the mug with you? Oh, good gracious, I completely forgot my manners. Uh, so sorry, Mr. McGee. This is Otto Strunk, Mr. McGee, apprentice nest inspector third class. Otto, my friend, Mr. McGee. Hi, Otto. Pleased to meet you, McGee. Is uh, she one of us, Wally? I'm afraid not, Mr. Strunk. Oh, a square, huh? Yep. Well, you ought to get with it, Mac. Before I joined the Boyd Watchers, I was jumpy all the time. I was nervous as an acrobat with a new toupee. Yeah, well, if you can tell us which but way... But, boy, a few weeks of this Boyd Watching, I'm all relaxed. Nothing bothers me at all. What a change. Well, I'm glad you're all straightened out, Otto. Uh, look, uh, can you tell us if straightened this road... Straightened out? Boy, I got nerves of steel. Nothing bothers me no more. Nerves of steel. Steel nerves, Mr. McGee. Yeah, well, we just... Oh, want... you don't believe me, huh? Well, here. Punch me in the stomach. Go on, punch me right in the stomach, Mac. Hard as you can. I don't even flinch. Go on. No, no, I don't want Go to... on, slug me in the stomach. Well, okay. If you insist. <clears throat> Didn't have to do it so hard. Are you trying to prove you're a big man or something? Well, gee whiz, you... Uh, good thing I'm a boy watcher now. I don't lose my temper no more. Right, Wally? Right, Otto. Now, I wonder if you can tell us which turn to take to get out to Flagmire's Woods. Flagmire's Woods? Sure, you, you go straight ahead to the next turn to the right. Turn right. Well, thanks, bud. At last. Well, come on, let's get... Look, Wally, look. Hmm. On the limb over there. Pretty little northern pileated warbler. Ain't he lovely? Oh, very pretty, Mr. Skunk. But he isn't a northern pileated... He is a golden pileated warbler. Wimp, will you come on? Wally, I know you've been watching birds a long time, but I got good eyes. That little fella happens to be a northern pileated warbler. Oh, you sound just like Mr. McSeeders. Wimp, will you come on? Hey, what's the delay? Oh, it's Wimp. 
Come on, Wallace. Otto, will you give me a lift to town, lady? Well, sure, Wally. But uh... you go gather leaves without me, Mr. McGee. I'll be home after a while. Mm. Now, Otto, a golden key lady. Oh, further. Come on, Molly. You drive a while. Wimple's got a warbler. Fibber and Molly will be right back. I don't know how it is around your house, but things have certainly been hopping around my home today in preparation for tomorrow's big Thanksgiving Day dinner. And there's still a lot to be done right up until the time the family sits down at the table to dive into all those piping hot dishes of delicious food. Along about evening time tomorrow, there'll be a lot of stuffed Americans sitting back and relaxing, wishing they hadn't eaten so much food. It seems to me that the chuckle-filled radio shows on the NBC radio network tomorrow night might be just the ticket to help you get your mind off your troubles. So I'd like to suggest that you laugh along with the rest of the nation tomorrow night when it's time for Robert Young to star in Father Knows Best. Or when Ralph Edwards puts his contestants through their paces on Truth or Consequences. If you're in a mood for memories, Eddie Cantor will have some very special ones for you on his show business show. So tomorrow night, join us for top radio entertainment. Join us here at the NBC spot on your radio dial. My, the autumn leaves look just lovely on your dining table, Mrs. McGee. Sorry, I missed the fun. So am I, Mr. Wimple. Did you finally get your warbler argument settled, Wimp? Absolutely, Mr. McGee. We trailed the bird for over a mile till we finally got the binoculars on him and got a good look. That settled it. What was he? A stereo. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. NBC and Papermate Pens have brought you the Fibber McGee and Molly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as Wallace Whipple and Jack Moyles as Mr. Strunk. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays, enjoy two exciting hours of weekend on the NBC Radio Network. Mm-hmm.